Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. So today our talk is going to be all about Delta E, Delta 10, THCOA, and HHC. They're all really, really interesting cannabinoids, and they change all the time, and the marketplace changes all the time. So one thing that's important is to learn what they are, how they work, and how they're developed. The first, ACS Laboratory. I'm the president of ACS Laboratory. We're the largest hemp cannabis testing laboratory in the eastern half of the United States. Uh, we're based in Sun City Center. Our corporate offices are just north of here in Boca Raton, and we test uh, hemp from 49 states and uh, 16 different countries. And we are the first uh, DEA registered laboratory. We're also a clear registered laboratory as well, so which means we're a clinical laboratory, so we can do pharmacokinetic studies along with uh, testing of hemp and marijuana. We're in, a, in the press a lot. You can read a lot about us. You can pull it up on our uh, on our website. There's a lot of information uh, about us in different articles, and uh, we write a lot of uh, thought-provoking blogs and information that's uh, that's very valuable for people that are interested in the space. So, what is Delta Eight? Delta Eight is actually made from CBD and it is a positional isomer of uh, Delta-9 THC. And it's abbreviated just Delta-8-THC or Delta-8 uh, or something like that. And it became federally legal with the Farm Bill. So there's a lot of benefits to Delta-8 as it uh, works with both the CB1 and the CB2 receptors. What is Delta-10? And I'm gonna to get to the difference between them in comparison, which is actually kind of cool. So Delta-10 is, again, it's, uh, it's, it's a derivative of Delta-8, and it's, uh, it became federally legal with the uh, Farm Bill as well. Delta-8 is kind of like, if you think of it, it's kind of like an indica, and Delta-10 is kind of like a sativa, um, and then Delta-9, everybody knows what Delta-9 is. So what is THCOA? That's a very interesting uh, chemical compound. THC is, is a synthetic cannabinoid made from Delta-8 and uh, or from Delta-9 using a chemical reaction. So THCOA has reported to have mildly hallucinogenic uh, effects, very mild. Delta-8 has more sedate hallucinogenic effects and Delta-9 has more hallucinogenic effects and then we'll get to HHC in just a little bit. But what is HHC? So the deltas are, delta are tetrahydrocannabinols, and the HHC is a hexahydrocannabinol. It's completely different. It's completely different, but it's very similar in its bonds. And again, it became uh, legal in the 2018 Farm Bill, and HHC has similar reported effects to different heights uh, psychedelics. And there's a very different uh, field between them. And where do they come from? Sorry I'm going through this kind of quickly because there's usually a lot of questions at the end. So where do they come from? 
They all come from uh, CBD is where it starts out first. You take CBD and you make, turn it into Delta-8, and then from Delta-8, you can make Delta-10, and then from Delta-8, you can go to TACOA, and you can go to um, uh, HHC products. And they all require some sort of a conversion uh, of the product, and the conversion of the product for HHC comes with a catalyst, and the catalyst is generally metals. And the metals happen to be quite dangerous uh, metals. THCOA uses acetic anhydride to be able to use as its catalyst, and that's dangerous as well, and the metals are dangerous. So it's very important to be able to test for these products, so to be able to test for these catalysts to make sure that they're not present and that they have been washed out of the product. There's a lot of products that are here that are really good, high-quality products, and there are a lot of products that are out in the marketplace that are not necessarily good, high-quality products. It's all in the facts. Get the information, get the certificate of analysis, make sure it was tested by a credible laboratory to make sure there aren't any dangerous components. Because metals can cause you significant physical damage, as acetic anhydride can cause you significant uh, damage as well. So converting CBD to Delta-8 or Delta-10, it requires a, a, to catalyze uh, CBD with a variable. And that variable is different types of chemicals. The next two, you can make any kind of Delta with anything you want. But here are the different types of um, solvents that are used. And some of these solvents by themselves are pretty dangerous solvents, but you have to make sure that the solvents are washed out and cleaned out of the product. It's very important because they can cause you problems. They can cause you physical problems, health problems. So testing them, that's what we do. We test 5,000 samples a week in our laboratory. Uh, it's the largest laboratory in the eastern half of the United States, and actually the largest footprint laboratory in the whole United States. And we test for all of these different solvents to make sure that the product is clean and safe for human consumption. HHC uses all kinds of different white metals. White metals are platinum, nickel, lead, arsenic, palladium, mercury, zinc, aluminum, cadmium. Those are all very dangerous metals, but those metals have to not be present in the product that you are consuming. It's very important. So you have to see what the certificate of analysis is, and you have to see what, how that product was uh, tested. So these are very, very important to make sure that it's tested right. So when you buy a product and it only has a potency, always scan the QR code that's on the product. Make sure that that QR code brings up their certificate of analysis. Because every single certificate of analysis that ACS Laboratory produces has a QR code. And every one of those QR codes goes directly into our servers and pulls up the, the certificate of analysis. And that certificate of analysis is the real certificate of analysis as opposed to what you might see or not see if you scan that QR code and maybe go to somebody's marketing page or so forth. So all about safety. We are all about safety for human consumption. There's all kinds of different products, gummies, edibles, flowers, vapes, 
Delta-8 uh, flower is generally sprayed. You guys can see Delta-8 flower, HAC flower, it's all THCOA flower, pre-rolls, they're all sprayed. There's no such thing as Delta-8 flower that grows. Delta-8 grows in marijuana, but it's in such small quantity that it has to be extracted and concentrated. So here's some myths. These are always fun. Delta-8 flower is genetically modified strain. That's not true. Delta-8 is present in the flower, but in very small quantity. So it has to be extracted and concentrated. That it occurs naturally in the plant and is extracted to make Delta-8 oil. Again, not really true. The Delta-8 oil, it comes from the plant, but the Delta-8 oil has to be concentrated, it has to be extracted and then concentrated. Delta-8 will not show up on a drug test for marijuana. Definitely not true. Okay, it shows up as THC, believe me, it does. And that Delta-8 is legal and you can take it without any trouble. That's a kind of a gray area. Yes, it is legal, but if it's over 0.3% THC, it no longer becomes legal. And how do you know that it is tested that way? Well, at ACS Laboratory, we also do testing for 25 um, sheriff's departments, Florida Department of Law Enforcement, and some um, state attorney's offices in order to be able to determine the difference between hemp and marijuana. Because when you see the two, you don't know the difference. You can't tell. You cannot tell the difference. So here's the effects, kind of interesting, the isomers. Delta-8 is very relaxing, it's sedating, it's very, you know, mellow. Delta-9, we all know what that is, the psychoactive effect of Delta-9. And Delta-10, I mean, to me personally, Delta-10 is kind of like taking out. I mean, it's very, you know, stimulating for me. It makes a lot of clarity in my brain when I, uh, when I use it. So Delta-8 to me is actually my favorite uh, because it has a lot of clarity and um, and it makes me feel like I'm not sitting in the couch, um, indica in the couch. So has very, very different. So Delta-8 is now illegal in 20 different states. So let's be aware of that. It's very important uh, that it is illegal in 20 different states. That's why if you walk downstairs, you'll see all everybody's moving towards THCOA, HHC, and THCP, and, and so forth, all different kinds of uh, isomers. Uh, could HHC be the new rising star? I do think so. Delta-8 took off like a rocket ship, and now Delta-8 prices are coming down, and the authorities are starting to outlaw it a little bit in different places, but it's very difficult to outlaw through internet sales and, and, and other methods of distribution. But HHC is a hexahydrocannabinol, and I think it's going to be the next uh, rising star. So the testing challenges. This is actually really interesting. When we test for Delta-8 products, we test in a method that is two and a half times longer than any other laboratory. Nobody tests it like we do. We do a 22-minute method for Delta-8 because you can see those two peaks that are there. Those two peaks are right next to each other. If you do a normal Delta a THC test, those two peaks are right next to each other, like a hip and a shoulder.
and that hip and the shoulder right next to each other, almost every single time by laboratories were interpreted as delta nine, misinterpreted as delta nine, and it is not delta nine. It is delta eight and delta nine. Here's a chromatogram of 12 different cannabinoids in our method of delta eight and delta 10. And this method, again, is a unique method because again, it's two and a half times longer. So think about it. It takes us two and a half times longer to do a test than any other laboratory. But the difference is our results are accurate. These are all the different cannabinoids and how they come out and, and what the time that they come out. And the delta eight and delta nine are so close to each other that if the method was shorter, it would be right on top of each other and somebody would just misinterpret it as either delta eight or delta nine. And it's totally misinterpreted all the time. HHC, again, is a new uh, rising star. You can, if you understand chemistry, um, you can see that many of the structures are basically the same, either no bonds or double bonds or a single bond, but hexahydrocannabinol is not a tetrahydrocannabinol. So it is not an isomer of THC. The, the positive effects of it is it has a longer shelf life and uh, it makes the cannabinoids, makes cannabinoids more bioavailable. There are national testing standards that are in place right now. So we've created these seals and these seals are on every single one of our uh, certificates of analysis when somebody does full panel testing. And we, these are trademark seals that we've created that uh, we put on our products. And some of our clients actually take these seals and put it on their products to show that it is tested, it is safe, and that it is good for sale into the, uh, into the public. So, any questions that you guys have? That's a good looking guy up there. <laughs> any questions that you guys have? Why yes. Why is the uh, elongated shelf life of HHC more beneficial than something like Delta 8 or Delta 10? Well, elongated shelf life is always better for uh, the sellers of the product in that it doesn't decline and it doesn't degrade. Ultraviolet light degrades the quality of a product. So if you take a vape cartridge or anything, and you just leave it out in the sun, as an example, ultraviolet light will change the structure of that product. It will convert some of that delta eight to delta nine. And then, so when you bought it, it was legal. And then, you know, a month later, it might not be legal anymore. It's gonna to continue to convert it. So light and temperature affects all the, um, all the different products, all the different cannabinoids. It affects the life of the cannabinoids and it affects the structure of the cannabinoids. Any other questions? Yes? question is how do we determine that it's that a cannabinoid is safe when people are actually buying it in the marketplace and the answer is 
I can't stop people from buying it in the marketplace, but if they buy it and they if they can see what the certificate of analysis is, they can see that it's been tested. So we test our products for mold, mildew, mycotoxins, heavy metals, pesticides. Uh, we test for all those different pro all those different um, contaminants. And once you test for all those contaminants, then it is safe for human consumption. But if they but if somebody is just testing their potency and they're putting it on their package and they got like a really cool looking package and they didn't test for anything else, it could be a very dangerous product. And you consume it and you're gonna get hurt. You're the one who's gonna be injured. So yeah, every one of our products are tested. Every one is a test with a full panel. All of our certificates of analysis are available publicly online and, um, and soon to be on the blockchain as well. So they cannot be altered or changed, because we see that a lot too. Do you have a question? Does Dr. Edward Moore tend to have terpenes in them, or that's The question is, does Delta 8, does Delta 8 or 10 have terpenes, or is it only Delta 9? Well, the answer is yes, because when they extract the product, they're, they're extracting it down to its bare product, the Delta-8 or the Delta-10, or even the Delta-9, and then they're adding the terpenes back in. So that's how it is. Naturally occurring terpenes are, occur in the flower product. Do you uh, have that on your results? Or that's yes, we test for terpenes. We test for 38 different terpenes all the time. Yes, sir? Can the test method potentially be extended to separate all 120 of the Absolutely it can. The answer is, the question is, can we separate 120 cannabinoids? Of course we can, but who's going to pay for it? How That's long the question. Would it, how long would the test be? It would be really long, but the, the, we do right now 23 cannabinoids in a shorter method than, um, than the Delta-8, Delta-10 method. So it's not a matter of the, how many cannabinoids there are, it's how many overlap each other is really what it comes down to. Yes, sir? So when you just see like a COA that's like 86% Delta-8 and it's passing like uh, solvents, it's passing heavy metals, like everything else is passing, what is that extra 14% typically when you've got the unidentified cannabinoids? Or, you know, like I feel like I see like a lot of COAs that are not all the way there in purity, but it's just like, you know, really those are that extra percentages. Oh. Not all, not all the uh, certificates of analysis will add up to 100% because there could be components that are there like, um, like a filler uh, product that's not actually test, tested for. We're testing for the contaminants that we're looking for and we're testing for the cannabinoids that we're looking for. So the, the contaminants are a pass or a fail, but the, but the cannabinoids are, are, is a quantitative method, whereas the, um, the contaminants are more qualitative because you're looking to be under or over a threshold. So it's just could be a filler. Like there were a lot of vape cartridges that had vitamin E um, as a filler. Well, vitamin E was a real problem. And now we test for vitamin E. It's actually required in the state of Florida to test for vitamin E. Anything else? We have just a few minutes.
Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, uh, does working with law enforcement in the te testing of THC have any potential benefits or inhibitions in the legalization of marijuana or other psychoactive plants? That's a really long question. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't really know how to answer that question other than the fact that we work with law enforcement to distinguish the difference between hemp and marijuana. That's all we do for law enforcement. We don't test the product for, for, its, for anything other than determining if it's hemp or marijuana. And that determination is, is it over 0.3% Delta 9 THC? That's it. But, yeah, my question is basically, uh, in your opinion, does that have potential benefits or uh, inhibitions for the, the legalization process of psychology? His question is, does that have any effect on the legalization of marijuana? And I would say no, because every single police officer that shows up in our laboratory that brings in a sample, uh, they begrudgingly bring in a sample because they don't really want to test for the product. They don't want to test it. They don't really care unless somebody has a bale. You know, if you've got like a bale of uh, marijuana, that's when they care. If somebody's a distributor, that's when they care. But when somebody's caught with a joint or a small bag in their car, I don't think the police officers really care. They're just doing their job. So I don't think it has any effect on the legalization. I think the legalization is gonna happen in Florida, uh, but it's not gonna happen for a few years. And as far as positive effects? Positive effect of? Of the legalization process. I think the legalization process, again, is going to happen in a couple of years. I don't think it's going to happen this year or next year. I think it will happen in a few years. First, we're going to go through the step of going to adult use. And then uh, once we go to adult use, then we'll have the legalization in the state of Florida. And I think it will be a few years after that, legalization nationally. I really do. I think it will be legalized. Because when it's medicinal, you can't tax it. But when it's recreational or adult use, you can tax it. You know, and the government, government, governments, all the different governmental bodies, whether it be state or federal, they all want to tax things. And I, I think it's a good idea to tax vices like alcohol, cigarettes, gasoline. Well, gasoline, let's not talk about that. Right? And, and marijuana, I think it's a good idea to tax it. You know, and then that money goes back into the system to be able to help us as a betterment of society. I think that's all good. But I think that the adult use legalization is not going to happen under our um, current state governance. Maybe the next state governance. Any other questions? Has anybody here tried Delta 10? Yeah. Has anybody here tried HAC? So it's completely different effects, and it's actually kind of cool, uh, the different effects. I'm sorry, you had a question? Uh, just a quick question on your, so your full spectrum test is, you say two and a half times lengthier and, and say more involved. Is the price accordingly as well? You know, is it? No, no, the price is just, yeah. typical, a typical test is done on 11 cannabinoids, and 11 cannabinoids is a certain price point. Delta 8, Delta 10, our method is two and a half times the price, but it's only a, a little bit a little bit more expensive. It's not much more. It's just more time, 
But for us, we're very particular about making sure that we have the results correct and that our clients can depend on uh, the accuracy of our results. If you, if you go in here, there's probably 50% of the people in this building are using ACS Laboratory because we are the gold, we are the gold standard in the industry. Everybody else uh, rates themselves by ACS Laboratory. So you know, that's why all, a lot of these guys use us. A lot of these companies here use us. Anything else? Free samples downstairs. <laughs> all right, thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. The world's best known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.